0: the baller my life is mode of money and children your story some crazy dog I said make a movie behind the baller I woke from playing sports to exotic whips you gotta tellmmy dog I know I'm the scene behind the baller I like this mode of money and journey your story some crazy dog I said make a movie behind the baller I want from music Zach to this podcast now I finally feel that on my la behind the baller. damn man it feels like forever Since I've been on this mic, I'm sorry you missed last episode um, last Monday. But you already know I had my uh, Lord Oceanside scramble. But we back. Back Nine Ben is back, guys. Welcome to the world famous almighty Behind the Baller podcast. You're listening to a brand new episode of the award winning, award nominated. You know the drill. This show is brought to you by the one, the only, the eight-time podcast producers of the year, the Dust Brothers, that's Miles Davis and Mr. Jordan Winter. I am your host, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble, a.k.a. Mr. Resilient, a.k.a. Bounce Back Ben, a.k.a. The Wash Lord. And we got original music by Lakey, and the theme song is by Illegal Cartel. Guys, a lot to discuss, a lot to unwrap, but you know what? I'm just going to kind of focus on the highlights otherwise it'd be a fucking 2-hour show. Uh just you know a little recap of the last 2 weeks. So let's just get right into it. Yo Miles, hit me one time my guy. <music> So, 2023 is a mulligan. If you guys don't play golf and understand what a mulligan is, why don't you Google it or I can tell you. A mulligan is like when you're on a golf course, golf is hard, right? And you hit a bad shot. And for some bullshit-ass reason, you make an excuse to hit another shot. I don't play mulligans, we don't do that. Um, Sometimes I'm playing with the boys, we ain't playing for no money. We'll give a breakfast ball on the front nine, you know, usually on the first hole, and then uh, you get a you get a lunch ball in the back nine, right? They offer sometimes. I'll take it. My driver's been pretty good off the tee. I do not take mulligans off of uh, off of shots that on the fairway, rough, whatever it is. I actually was playing with some subscribers like two weeks ago in Angeles. I forgot, and uh, three subscribers. Not just that; they're subscribers to the show. I got stung by a bee in the middle of my swing and the sting was bad it was so bad this dude Lloyd Kang was calling the front desk of the pro shop trying to get like neosporin band aids, all this shit I usually have insect spray but it was this was deep it was I've been stung by it being a long time anyways a mulligan is a redo shot and we just don't do that but let me tell you something real quick 2023 is a fucking mulligan it has just been fucked up we are almost over with October. There's what? Fucking, what day is today? The 23rd? Yeah, shit, we got less than 10 We got eight days away. Halloween's coming up. It's my kid's favorite Halloween uh, holiday. But man, th- look, 2023 could not go by faster. But it has gone by fucking fast as fuck. And this month has gone by fast. Last month was a blur. I don't know. You know, I had a real rough week last week. Last week was a rough week. I ain't gonna lie to you. My kids saved me on Wednesday. We had a real good time bonding and chilling. It's been a very strange time. I've spent a lot of by myself time reflecting and just thinking about shit. Even with them, with the kids, it's been bad. I've had some unexpected situations happen. And, uh... I've had really bad anxiety over just random shit. And not because I can't predict the future. That's something I've been got over, right? I don't I live for today, right? I live for right now. How many times have I told you guys, right? I can't even take it day by day. I take it fucking hour by hour, sometimes minute by minute. But on some good news, I have officially got all my shit. Well, all the shit that I can't, if you guys understand what community property is and also the bullshit is just shit with the divorce is just not going to discuss here. But I am out of the old crib. Yeah, the Million Dollar Man Cave is no longer, it's done. Who cares? I'm not even tripping. I haven't even thought about that. That's not even something on my mind. But I am fully moved in. I mean, I've been moved in for six seven months now, but I'm moved in to my new home. And it's, in the next month, I think it's going to feel more like home, right? At at least I have, it's my rules and and it's under my terms and, and I feel good here. It may be a temporary home, right? It might be permanent. I don't know. We shall see. But, you know, no, fuck that. You know what? I've been going through boxes and boxes of shit. Not that it was going to be a three hour move because I just had kind of like a lot of stuff in the man cave. Because during separation, I kind of was just sleeping in this bedroom down there and everything. But guess what? Me and Papa, I went through all these boxes. And let me just tell you right now, this subscriber garage sale that is going down this Thursday, it's three days away. Yes, I don't give a fuck. If you ain't ready, then you ain't ready. It is going down this Thursday. If you are a subscriber, you need a fucking uh, you know, well, I mean, subscriber to my Instagram, not subscriber to the show. You must be a subscriber to my IG. Um, it is going to be insane. There are items that'll be fucking three hundred dollars going for fucking seventy five. Be items that are hundred dollars going for 10, 20 bucks. I do not give a fuck. The garage sale again is going down this Thursday. Details will be on the subscriber page. Um, bring a big bag. If you guys remember the last one, it was fucking low-key bedlam. This time it's gonna be even crazier because I'm just gonna let like 25, 30 people at a time say, fuck it, grab what you fucking want. Everyone was really respectful, no cameras. No social media, no asking for pics, none of that shit. We just go in and handle business, right? I just want all this shit gone. And it's not making money. It's just shit that just needs to go, right? I've done my fair share of charity. I give people help all the time. So in a way, you are helping me because, I mean, I donate clothes all the time. But at the same time, this is something where I bless y'all, right? Most of this shit is gonna be probably size... Large to 2XL with the majority being XL. Pants, shorts, whatever, be a large, maybe a medium. But like, you know, 34 waist, something like that. I'm a 33 waist, right? Um, I might be a 32 in this motherfucker now. I'm kind of skinny now. But, you know, um, there's going to be random items too as well. Golf shit, of course. Uh, When I say random, I'm talking about like speakers and golf speakers and other stuff. And like, you know. Toys maybe When I say toys Adult toys And I don't mean adult toys Like shit that you would see On OnlyFans I'm talking about like You know Grown man collectible toy shit That I just don't have space for And whatever And my kids ain't They got enough It's only gonna be for A couple hours And location will be disclosed um, The evening before uh, You know you pull up And you show that you're a subscriber You know the whole drill There's gonna be a lot of people I'm sure This Thursday It is going down blessing you motherfuckers and I just need all that shit out and uh it's not like it's bad vibes or nothing it's just you know things like that right um I will be doing another closet sale on network and speaking network we'll talk about that in a little bit but I want to get something uh by the way I'm sorry guys you know what next episode meaning seven days from today we are dropping fan questions. So, what does that mean? Fan questions, guys. That means you submit your questions to bbdtc213 at gmail.com. Okay? Fan questions, submit them. I will accept them until about maybe Friday evening. And, uh, you know, I, I do it every, what, supposed to be every month, but it's like every six weeks or seven weeks. Sometimes it's two months, but it's been a minute. Fan questions, ask anything. If it's something I have not discussed several times, obviously, then then it will not air on the show. But uh, yeah, don't ask no stupid shit. And the, the questions about, oh, I'm going through a divorce, how are you going to like, I don't know. I go by day by day. But just, look, ask whatever the fuck you want. BBDTC213 at gmail.com. All right, now on some real shit. You know when you scroll on Instagram TikTok whatever the fuck it may be. You go on an explore page, you see certain shit and the algorithm hits. It's crazy. Like I'll see a video, a video of some girl who got hit and then she find out she's later, she's capping and then you scroll to the next video and the next thing you know, it's the fucking person with the receipts pulling out shit or someone getting called out or let's say you want to collect rocks. Yeah, like that's the thing. Like my boy John Mayer collects rocks. Like he's into, he just always finds weird hobbies and shit. But I'm saying you fuck with cars. You know, obviously my page is probably sneakers, golf, and shit like that. But I came across a page about not necessarily masculinity, but like men who were like, you know, talking about the men. Like, hey, listen, we should tell women how we feel, what we like, what we this and what we that. Some of it was a lot of bullshit. I'm not going to get into it because, it, you know, whether they my opinion or not, I think people are just too sensitive these days and we need to chill on the sensitivity. It's just crazy. By the way, Ryder the other day was like, dad, don't tell him. I'm not telling you what's going on here, you know, because then I don't want to be a snitch. That moment of silence was just because I was blown away when he said that. Now, the other day, Michael Irvin went on fucking, um, forgot what fucking show. Was it Pardon the Interruption? I mean, it was a first take. I forgot, but he went on one of those major sports shows on ESPN or Fox Sports, whatever the fuck it is. And he put out, he put his kids' business on the street. His son, I guess, raps. And his son's talking about all this street shit and his raps and everything. And he's like, son, you ain't never experienced that shit on the street. You never been shot at. You never had no guns. You never sold no drugs, blah, blah, whatever. He's like, bro, you grew up in a motherfucking gated community. Okay. <laughs> when Ryder said snitch and saying certain things and he's just really using it, he's watching too much YouTube, I think, and I gotta leave. Nicolette has rationed his YouTube time and, We've tried to get him off his devices. we try tried to go outside a lot, touch grass, the whole nine. But, writer, you were born in a multi-million dollar loft in a luxury high-rise. And then you moved to a beautiful home in a very nice neighborhood with fucking mansions and neighbors like Oscar De La Hoya, this and that, whatever. And then our last house, we live next to fucking eight gigantic celebrities, right? Like, come on, bro. <laughs> so I'm scrolling these pages, you know what I mean? And they say some shit. And they're talking down on women. Not on an Andrew Tate level, but like, not necessarily, oh yeah, they're like, look, we shouldn't have to pay for dinner at dates Do this. I'm sure everyone saw that fucking cheesecake video of the girl who said she wouldn't get out of the car because the dude tried to take her to Cheesecake Factory. Now look. I love Cheesecake Factory. Mostly because I have, you know, memories there as a kid. And for my kids, they love that place. They don't think it's necessarily fancy or anything, but you go on a date there and it's easy to run a $100 bill there. Easily. Right? Ain't nothing wrong with Cheesecake Factory. Now, for certain people and different people and different tax you know, brackets and whatever, should be a decent first date. You know, and what the fuck? Is, the company is what does it, right? That's what you're really there for. Now, I'm gonna keep it funky. Me personally, would I take a girl there? No. Now, she also said she has a problem with going to a franchise or a chain restaurant. Look, Booth Chris is a chain Mastro's is a fucking chain. If we want to get, Catch is kind of a train, right? Delilah is too. There's more than one or two locations. Like, okay. We're getting too far away from the point. I'll say this. I wouldn't take a girl there on a first date. Not necessarily trying to impress her or anything, but because of privacy issues. Me personally, right? And I talked about this the other day, yesterday. I was out at a Caruso property and I wanted potato corner just because I was missing my kids. I wanted to go there. I'm eating and someone says, what's up, dog? Oh, been balled into the chain, you know, Prezi playing. Jam. I was like, all right, cool. I wasn't being rude or anything else. I was like, dog, I was eating. I just wanted to eat and get the fuck up out of there, right? I wanted the food hot. I wanted it right then and there. Literally sitting in a public place. I'm not tripping. And it wasn't that I didn't fuck with the dude. I just, I'm eating. This has happened multiple times with my kids. And I remember Nicolette would be like, come on, man, they're a fan, you should take a pic. So I was like, man, with the family eating. If anything, I would think you would think it was rude. But she was always very courteous about shit like that. I just don't fuck with it when I'm with my kids eating. My kids often ask if they could be in the pictures and I don't want them to be, you know, people know what they look like, I just don't want them to be in someone's pictures. It's just my personal preference, I'm their parent. So, you know, when I chop it up with people, if I'm gonna give you some time, we're gonna sit and talk. And if we vibe out, we vibe out. There's certain subscribers now, I'm like, I don't need nobody about buying me lunch or dinner, get me shit, I appreciate any of the gifts that you guys give me, but after a little bit, some of these guys really don't, you know, I mean, they do, sorry, they realize that what I say on here is is real shit about what's going on in my life. It's way deeper than anything I do on social media. And it gives you a little more insight. It doesn't give you everything, but it gives you more insight. So, you know, so many subscribers, and when I say subscribers, I mean like Instagram subscribers, you know, Twitter subscribers. They uh, they really pay attention. And for instance, like someone like Lloyd Kang sponsored the breakfast, like the pastries and shit like that for Wash Lord. Like, come on, dog. You Korean, you're a grown man, I respect it, but like, dog, this is too much. You're a fucking, you're a sweetheart. And like when we talk, you know, he respects me. It's a Korean culture thing, they respect your elders. But like, we can have a conversation and he understands certain things, right? And um, again, he pays attention. But I'm worried about my kids that are paying attention to the wrong things that pop up on these pages and they analyze these 19 to 24 year old kids Some of them 25, 26 that are all in here talking certain ways Right Like nah man Unless you're getting some pussy You shouldn't pay I don't ever want my son To hear any kind of content like that I don't believe that A man should split a bill if he can't It's a cold world Right Things have changed here and there I think women should be able To take men out on dates and stuff Whatever cool But it's also You know that's just me being old school. I'm not laying my jacket over a puddle. I'll carry a chick before I do that. I don't necessarily always open the door for a woman, right? And it doesn't mean I don't respect them or anything else. I do so much more other than that, okay? And we'll get into that in a little bit. For my kids, I do anything I can. But you got guys talking bad on women. You gotta understand, man, you gotta see both sides. Not the three sides to every story or every two, but I'm saying you got to see both sides and just make sure you see the alternative, right? You you have have to flip it. What's the alternate vision of what's going on, right? You don't got to be a conspiracy theorist, which even sounds stupid to fucking even use that for what the fuck I'm talking about right now with how men look at women. You don't have to be a super critical thinker, right? All you need to do is have common sense. Which I always say, common sense ain't that common. Okay? But you got these fucking stupid ass skits. Some don't try to make them look real. Some people don't even attempt to make them look real. They just want to fucking talk shit and do stupid shit and make skits. Oh man, I won't fuck with her, bro. You know what I'm saying? You see how she did him. You see how she did Steve, bro. Yeah, man. You know? What what's to say she wouldn't do it to me? Right, like she she could do that to me. No, not necessarily. I think I talked about this before. where someone says, "Oh, he's always cool to me," right? There's a fine line with that. When you say something like, "Oh, no, that dude scammed somebody," you're talking about a different thing here. But again, it's a fine line. If you got a homie, you guys was cool for a while and the dude backstabbed you, legitimately. Not you're mad about something because he got some chick that you liked or whatever, and boom, and this is weird, it gets complicated, and then you tell people, nah, mad dude's a scammer or whatever. I'm talking about a real life situation where someone actually stole from you, not took money back that you owed them. Some people always forget the information. Someone that stole from you, someone that hurt, someone you love, some of that shit's off the table. But understand this, you can know somebody for 10, 20 years and think they would never do you wrong. Sometimes you have to think about why they do you wrong? Why did they do you wrong? Fucking Tyrese's ex-wife just went on a podcast and said she low-key kind of regrets getting a divorce. It's been a few years. And she said she was around the wrong people. This is real shit. You could Google this. She went on a podcast and said she had the wrong people in her ears telling her that she get a divorce. And had she not listened to her friends, she might still be married. Now I feel bad for Tyrese because he's going through it. Okay? You can't always use that shit with women and be like, yo, she did that to him. You know what I'm saying? She'd probably do that to me. You don't know that. You got to read the vibes. You got to really be solid. Know what and what not to ask a woman. But understand this. Every woman is capable of doing bad or good. Sometimes for no reason. Right? Everyone is different. You got to understand that. Like, you truly do have to understand. You could be fucking great to a woman. Do everything. And it still won't be enough. You know, that's just how shit is. You know, um, for those of you men out there who have a man cave, women don't like man caves. That's just from my experience, you know what I'm saying? Like, they don't usually spend much time down there. You know, if it's in a basement, they don't like that. You know, they they don't like that you have your own space. They want to get in there, you know. It's like you could have a perfectly good kitchen, car, whatever, and they want to change some shit up. When the roles reverse, it's not always the same way. With me, if I'm going to buy something with my money, so I'm married or not, whatever, then, you know, I'm always like, all right, well, look, you know, I bought something. I deserved it. Depending on what it is, I'll go out and do something also for my partner. But again, people are different. You know, if I got the shit for free, then fuck you getting mad about, right? Now, what gets crazy is everyone has seen this Jada Pinkett Smith situation. And Will Smith, let me say this, man. And I meant to say this on the last ep- obviously, the episode that didn't air. Look, <laughs> you better than me, bro. You way better than me. Now, Will's got to be worth a few hundred million dollars. I'm almost positive there's no prenup behind between them. Ain't got to worry about no child support because, you know, both them kids are are adults. I couldn't imagine what the property division would be, but they've been married for over ten years in the state of California. That means alimony is for life. And yeah, it gets ugly. I'm not telling anybody not to get married or to fucking divorce after nine years so you ain't got to deal with that shit. Don't let it be that. I mean, love is love, right? But the way that this woman has disrespected this man so blatantly and so boldly on a whole different level, just the way that she always announces the thing and it's not, and guys, remember, I know Jada Pinkett. I haven't had discussions with her in a very long time. But I DJ'd this woman's like 24th birthday party. She was engaged to one of my closest friends. You know, I'm known Jada. She's the fucking one that introduced me to Tupac. But the shit that she's saying and what people do to sell a book is crazy. Now, don't get me wrong, I got some shit. If I end up doing my book, there's some shit in there that's gonna be sold. There's gonna be some stories that. You know, if you've seen that podcast I did on Ice coffee, Ice coffee hour or whatever, I broke down some shit on there. I said some shit I've never said before. But it really got me thinking about Jada and Will's situation. Some of you guys getting arguments with your girls about not posting them enough here and there. Please believe I heard it a lot. Yo, man, why you got all these girls, man? You know, this dumbass bitch here, you know, this, this, and this. And it's always, And I get it, look for the most part Nick was pretty damn cool about because I knew a lot of girls and a lot of girls a lot of followers pretty definitely not the way they represent themselves on social media is not necessarily how I'd want anyone my partner would rent but at the same time 99% was business transactional type shit but at the same time I was never scared to post Nick right I liked every single one of her picks, always. so Always make sure I was one of the first comments. She would always tell me, Ben, I like my pick. Come on, baby, I like my pick. I'm, already, I'm like, I already got you. Let's say I posted 200 pics. I don't think she even liked 100 of them. It didn't matter. She didn't feel like it mattered, whatever. I didn't care because I never complained about it. I've talked about this many times. She's like, yo, you're the most non-jealous dude I ever dated. Why the fuck would I be jealous? don't give a fuck how many people slide in your DMs. But then I remember I got in a situation a long time ago. And now Nicolette in her eyes thinks that if you're texting with another woman, that is cheating. Now again, there's theft, right? Um, when you steal. If you steal a dollar candy bar from a, from a grocery store and then you steal 10 million dollars from a fucking hedge fund or stocks, whatever. Yeah, technically, I guess that would be stealing, right? It's a very big spectrum. Texting a girl, how are you doing? Okay. Oh, did that car turn out okay? Oh, what did you do last night? Oh, you went out? Okay, cool. Nah, those are some cool kicks. Those are dope. Again, that's considered cheating. Now, I'd understand if it was like, yo, so what are you wearing tonight? Um, yo, can you put a fucking 13-inch kielbasa down your throat without choking? Oh, when's the last time you had sex? Oh, um, what's your favorite position? Okay, that's, that's cheating. On a very lower scale because it's going to lead to some shit, right? Texting someone how they're doing, whatever. Oh, are you going out here tonight, blah, blah, whatever. I don't know, man. I don't think that that would be, you know, that that's just not, it's just now. I'm not hearing it. So, a long time ago, wedding got called off. And I knew what I needed to do to get right. And on top of that, we had found out that uh, Nick was pregnant with London. And I remember there was some making up to do and shit like that. I remember a year and a half ago but about a year and some change i played golf with this girl maslin introduced maslin to the taylor nay people she got some clubs sent to her she's a good golfer she's attractive she's got big ass she's got big breasts she definitely dresses very i wouldn't say promiscuous but she's it's hard to hide curves um, and the funny thing is, Nicolette would always say too, like, oh, you know, well, I, 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 should I be, you know, in trouble because I can't hide my body? And, and she's right in a certain extent, but it's sometimes like, damn, okay. Like if you see what Nick wears in the gym in the last year, and that's why we're still together to compare it to like what it was before, you know, you, you, you feel these vibes, right? And whether or whether that was going to happen, I was like, look, man. Like, I just got to keep it pushing. Um, I'm just in a different place in my life. But I knew what I had to do to make up. Now, if I had went and slept with another woman and then got caught, or I'm throwing something crazy out there, had texted an underage girl, stole some money from someone that everyone knew, or just some dark secrets. i rather you expose me instead of go through hell. Because my stupid ass was dumb enough to go out there and either commit a crime or do some dumb shit that could put me in a fucked up spot. That's why sometimes when people talk about NFTs all this other bullshit, it's like, man, get the fuck out of my face. You know what I mean, come with some shit. Why am I saying all this? Because I think Will Smith has some serious skeletons in his closet. Ain't no goddamn way he's that much of a saint. Now, a year or two ago, there were blogs that were showing him dating a chick here and there. She'd be on the same trips, same views, same everything. I think she had like 7,000 followers whatever. But there's this page I follow that, that I know the girl who runs it, she just gets all the tea. I don't know how the fuck she does it, but she does. And I was like, yo man, it's none of my motherfucking business who gives a fuck. Dude's a solid guy, you know, I don't know what the fuck's going on in their lives. Now it makes sense that she says they've been separated for fucking three years, five years, six years, or some shit. They haven't been slept in the same bed, but they still love each other, they're just different. He was, She said she was surprised that he said, keep your name out my wife's mouth when thought it was a skit when he slapped Chris Rock. And I'm like, what the fuck? Nah. I know Jada. Jada's a snappy little girl. At one point, I remember Jada was, I guess, bisexual. I don't know if you would say she was lesbian. And um, I think she got some dirt on Will. Real talk. I think she got some motherfucking dirt because ain't no goddamn way Even with the dirt. Unless he fucked your mother. I don't, I just, this shit is crazy. The whole August Alsina entanglement shit and everything else. I just, yeah man, like, like bro, you are tripping. You tripping. You bugging. Now, my DMs have been pretty bad. They chilled out. They were real bad back in February, March, April. But I have girls who I dated 15 years ago hitting me up, like, what do I got to do to catch up with you? Nothing. I don't want to catch up with you. So I think about that. I'm just like, man, like, I'm just not interested in dating at all. I was going to say something that just not, I should respect the privacy, but like, I'm not looking for the love of my life again or Whatever. I mean, who's to say it might not happen? I don't know. I just can tell you right now, I don't give a fuck. There's like three things I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about right now. One. My kids, London, Ryder, and Kyle, it's the first priority. Number two. Going back to making money. Number three. Playing golf. I don't give a fuck about any. Else not interested in dating And if it Falls in my lap I think that's the best thing That that just went randomly and happens Not going to go pursue anybody That's not my style But please believe When and if That day comes Man As much (laughs) Yo My entire 40s I was With somebody Part of my thirties And a tiny bit of my fifties So please believe You know I'm not with the bullshit I'm not going on no motherfucking day nap I don't give a fuck if that's what it is If I just wanted to fuck and have sex here and there Cool But that ain't where I'm at At Fucking All So Just had to address that Because people were talking about it And all that other shit You know What else did I want to get into Uh, You know I went in deep dough was something I've actually thought about I've I've actually not thought about. So I I have always been super interested in even though I've never played the lottery before. As you all know that dude Edwin Castro won 2 billion dollars and decided to take the media payout, which was very smart. I don't remember exactly what it was. I think it was like 800 million or 700 million or something whatever. After taxes, he took one, you know, one big chunk and that's actually the smartest thing to do financially don't take the money over time unless you can trust yourself and whatever but you know you never know what the fuck's gonna happen right so one goes out of business maybe the state who fucking knows i don't know but the smart thing people say is to take the lump sum now 75 and i think it's even as high as 85 percent of lottery winners go broke now i'm talking about big lottery winners. i ain't talking about fucking thousand three 300 I'm talking about the multi multi major millions and now of a billion I read this one story about this black couple from, I believe, the Bible Belt area, and their shit got ugly. The only successful people who have ever, you know, kept their money in the lottery were ones who decided to ghost, just took the fuck off, didn't tell anybody, didn't fucking, was made sure they was as fucking private as possible, and this was, Easy to do when the internet didn't exist. But Edwin Castro, I ain't gonna front. He made a lot of money. And do from Altadena, as you guys know, that ain't some rich neighborhood. He bought a crib off top, off the rip. Bought a $25 million crib in the Hollywood Hills, a dope ass house. I actually know the house because it was on Sullen Sunset. And then he bought another $4 million crib, I think for his family, or might have been just another crib. Bought a couple cars, no big deal. You know, that probably would have been the first thing I did. Out about all the rare cars that I know are gonna go up. You can't go wrong with V12 Ferraris, especially vintage ones or like limited production number ones, things like that. You're gonna just, you're gonna do well. Yeah, insurance is this and that, whatever, but you could do it in a different way. You can get a dealer license and then basically show that you have a place to park all these cars. And then now insurance ain't shit. It's dirt cheap. When I say dirt cheap, It's cheaper than a motherfucker who's 35 years old driving an S-Class, no cap, because the dealers have different, it's a different type of insurance. But my man went and bought a $50 million crib in Bel Air. Now this dude with those three cribs, has got a million damn near, at least in property tax, he's got, fuck, three, four million a year, in fucking in expenses and upkeep and be real with you right now ain't the best time to sell a crib and the worst cribs right now are the ones in those 20 to 50 million dollar range you know i'm saying interest rates you ain't getting no motherfucking loan on a fucking 30 million dollar crib like it's just you have to put a stupid amount of money down you know you got to come with cash and times are tough even for fucking big wigs and Tech people, you know, people like that, you have a very, very, very small group of people who could buy that joint. So, dude's been out at clubs, been out at the most expensive restaurants. Look, I'm gonna keep it 100. $25 million crib in West Hollywood, man, go do your thing. Buy four or five cars, do your thing. Do it the right way. Go get a crib somewhere else. Florida, San Diego, somewhere chill here and there, and then just go travel and chill. But at this rate, and some of these things, I don't know what he's invested in. He could have invested into a lot of cool things and had the right people on him. It don't sound like it. Dude's gained about 30 pounds in the last few months since he won. I'm just saying, y'all, if you ever win the lottery, be smart, be careful. Shit is dangerous out there. Shit is crazy. And the fucking saddest thing is to go from expire like middle-class a little below that maybe and to become almost a billionaire and not know how to manage your money and fuck it off like that shit man it's crazy crazy as fuck but yo let's take a break real quick um did i say that right let's take a break real quick. yeah yeah let's pay some bills and uh um um We'll be right back, y'all. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes racing thoughts keep me up at night. It turns out one great way to make those racing thoughts go away is to talk them through. I've benefited from therapy and BetterHelp has helped me. It isn't just for those who experience major trauma. Sometimes it's just nice to have someone to talk to. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule, it's entirely online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Visit betterhelp.com slash baller today to get 10% off your first month. Get a break from your thoughts with BetterHelp. That's betterhelp. H-E-L-P dot slash baller. Mike, check, mic check. We are back, y'all. We are back. We are back. Uh, I got to say rest in peace to Suzanne Summers. She passed away last week. Three's Company. I don't know if you guys are probably too young to remember that show. I used to fucking love that show. And John Ritter was fucking incredible. Mr. Furley, Mr. Roper. I forgot who the fuck the other chick was. I couldn't stand the, the fucking show was incredible. The entire show was about misunderstandings. It was just a great fucking show. Just wanted to say that. Paying respects to Suzanne Summer's. She was considered a sex symbol back in the day. I never really was big on white, blonde women. It's just preference, you know. But, um, guys, your boy is back. <laughs> I keep saying that with different shit. But after about a 15-month hiatus from jewelry, I was asked by the Live organization and and Greg Norman to make the Live championship ring for the individual champion and for the team champions, which you guys will soon see. Um, There's been a little controversy with that. I'm not going to get into it. It's fucking stupid. But I will say this the golf world has never seen an award given to somebody of that magnitude. In fact, I just saw the Denver Nuggets championship rings and they were fucking mid as fuck. They were trash. So shout out to Taylor Gooch from the Range Goats. It's crazy. Sidebar, Taylor Gooch made like $17 million in 10 years on the PGA Tour. He's made over $40 million in two years. Anyways, Going on. He hit me up. Bubba hit me up. Kevin Nye hit me up. Pat Perez hit me up. That ring was fucking crazy. Especially again for golf. If the PGA Tour ever wants to do some shit like that, y'all, you know, I'm ready. I'm good. when I mean, you think about the fucking chains we gave away for the fucking winners to the fucking first annual Wash Lord Invitational? It was nuts. But I got more up my sleeve. I got shit coming. I got shit brewing. Okay, I just want you guys to understand this PAMP bar collaboration is enormous. It's fucking monster, guys. Okay, it is like right now I am on a fucking vengeance to come back. Okay, I'm not fucking around at all whatsoever. And I mean that in so many ways. I got a lot of catching up to do. Felt like I took some time off which was needed throughout this difficult year. But that PAMP collaboration is something we've been working on for years, okay? I did not do jewelry for damn near a year and a half. Maybe even, it might have been even longer. PAMP is the official standard when it comes to a legit Swiss gold bar. They're not just a the standard. They're pretty much, It's. Them or nothing. Right. I see people complaining about the price. You could buy a lady Fortuna at Costco for twenty two to twenty three hundred dollars. Prices fluctuate. Gold goes up, goes down. There's always gonna be a little bit of a premium. Now, if you buy a Cartier love bracelet, I think it's like eighty five hundred plus tax right now, it could be nine. All right. That thing weighs nothing. Cartier charges four hundred fifty. No, I'm sorry. Is it even... Somewhere, somewhere around $500 and, per gram. How many grams are in an ounce? Don't say 28. We're talking about metric. Twenty is food and weed and shit like that. It's 31.3. Okay. Want to do the math? Again, five hundred dollars per gram. Okay, that's fifteen thousand five hundred for a fucking ounce. We are a brand name, a damn good one. The accolades that I have <laughs> received in the jewelry world speak for themselves. Not just being a GIA jeweler once, but being twice. When again, 95% of the jewelers that you know who are on Instagram with followers here and there haven't even nominated. They're not even in the fucking, they're not even in the discussion. And one back to back. But this Pamp Bar collab, again, is massive. Not just for the fact that we were able to do it, but for the fact that we were the first ever jewelers to ever do this. And then number two, the fact that they even considered us. I think a lot of it has to do with because the way we run our business, the way that we've presented ourselves. But it's fucking huge. It's only 500 of them made. It's $2,800. And you can get them at ifnco.com. Okay? Like I said, I got more up my sleeve. Ever since I posted that shit, they've seen the live rings, see other stuff, people have hit me up and they've been hitting me up. Travis Kelsey just ordered like five, six chains. Okay? Few other big names. Bubba Watson's hit me up for ice. John Mayer. Okay? Now that I'm back in this game, I ain't fucking around. On another note, my Lakers collaboration hat is finally fucking coming out. When I thought I was supposed to come out in May, June, and then we lost game six in the playoffs, in the semifinals, the Western. Guys, my Lakers hat took two, three years to get finally approved. I might have said this on a previous episode when I thought the hat was coming out. The Lakers organization is very picky about who they let use their IP, their intellectual property. Now, I'm not Sprite or Coca-Cola or Mars or fucking Apple or Toshiba or fucking Kia or whatever. I'm a regular fucking dude who's happened to do a lot of shit in his life. Now, I've heard only a few dozen people have been allowed to use that IP, and one of them is Kobe Bryant. So I am very excited to announce this Lakers official collaboration. Plus, the NBA is so fucking tough. Not as tough as the MLB. And please believe that Dodgers Ben Baller hat is coming out. And then the Seahawks will only work on next. But this is an official New Era fitted. There was four different designs before it finally got approved because I had altered too much on the hat and they didn't like that. And the NBA had to clear it. Lakers had to clear it. New Era is just making it to the official hat maker, right? So my Lakers hat drops this Wednesday, October 25th at 3 p.m. Pacific time. It is $50. It comes in purple and it comes in black. It's two street signs, Olympic and Figueroa, at the corner. Couldn't use Chick Hearn Drive. Couldn't use the. I couldn't get the clearance. Olympic and Fig. You already know what that is. That's L.A. Live. It's downtown L.A. Just a couple miles short of K Town, where I was born and raised. Hat's got my BB logo and the Lakers logo, and it's official. It ain't no custom hat. So, oh, I can make one. Good, go make one then, motherfucker. This is coming from someone who used to customize kicks and was one of the most famous people, had one of the most famous sneaker customization companies doing collabs with Nike and shit. Customs are cool. Some people do them better than the others, but when you look at them, just like, oh, man, shit, they ain't done right. I've seen some great hats that are done here and there. This is official. This ain't no replica. This ain't no custom. This is official Lakers collaboration that I'm fucking very proud of. Being a fucking Lakers fan since I was a little boy. So I'm hyped. And that shit's going to sell out in fucking one minute. And then Crypto.com Arena, aka Staple Center, is going to be selling some, a limited amount. And I heard after we sell out, The official Laker store is going to sell them. So this is an enormous accomplishment for me. All right, I appreciate everybody on here who supported me, but I'm just letting you know that shit is a big fucking deal. Now, before we get into any sports talk or any entertainment talk, I guess it's entertainment. You guys know that me and London and Ryder play a lot of Dungeon Quest on Roblox. I'm a big fucking Dungeon Quest fan. I went crazy. In fact, when I'm not around the boys, I play sometimes because it makes me think of them. I love this fucking game. I don't know what the fuck it is. It's hard as shit. And they haven't updated a dungeon or got a new room in well over a year, it might be two years, I think. I don't know. But they just dropped a new dungeon called Yokai Peak. And it's fucking everything. That shit is lit. They had heavy traffic. Game is hard. Instead of having three bosses, well, Desert Temple has, what, one? Winter's Zapos has one. And then most of the other ones have three. This one has four. And I thought we fucked around and beat it. And then the fourth one came out. I was like, yo, we ran out of time. So, look, if you out there, I know a couple of subscribers are hit me up. They're playing Dungeon Quest. Game is hard. You know, watch some YouTube videos, do some studying, do some trading you ain't going to survive just not doing shit. You got to trade. You got to figure it out. There's a bunch of kids on there. A lot of teenagers on there. Shit's cool. Yokai Peak is lit. I wish I was mage, but I'm not. I'm warrior. My son London is mage. I bless him. He's gotten good. Me and him beat the dungeon very late on the first night when it came out. And it was fucking awesome. And I play it still. It's fucking great because I'm not having a legendary yet. And I don't have all the purple collects, but it was a lot of fun. And so if you're playing Dungeon Quest, go, you know, Go ahead and give uh, me a shout out on there, obviously on you know, Wash Lord, and shout out to my boy V Caffey who created the game and his team uh, updated the game. Okay, now on to the best and biggest news of the last two weeks. The Wash Lord Oceanside Scramble was on October sixteenth, a week ago from today, and I ain't gonna lie to you. I, I had a lot of anxiety. I wish my kids could have missed school for it. This was the more chill situation. There was some controversy too, and we'll get into that a little bit, but I had a hard time sleeping the night before. By the way, I felt like it's been a minute since I've been to Carlsbad, North County, and played golf, and it had been. I did not realize how many months had gone by. It's like five, six months, and I was going out there every month, or at least every six weeks. Felt good to hit the tailor-made, Headquarters, it felt good to go do a couple things. Now, I was there two weeks ago practicing, but I'm talking about like really sitting in and soaking up the vibes. The night before, I had to buy myself dinner at this little spot. And I didn't want to bring it up because I don't want to get bothered, but it is what it is and helps out, you know, a business. Now, I think there is a chain or a franchise, but this one is individually owned. By an Asian man. I don't know his name. But the place is called Tabu Shabu, T A B U. It's in Bressy Ranch, or is it Bressy Ranch in Carlsbad? It's a little strip mall. Man, I ain't gonna lie to you. When I go to a Mexican restaurant, I wanna see Mexican people in the kitchen. I go to a Korean restaurant, I wanna see Korean, I wanna see an old hominy in there cooking Korean food and making chigae, right? I know it sounds fucked up, but just. I want it authentic. So when I seen a white person giving me my fucking, I was like, oh shit, but it's shabu. Ain't that hard. Make some rice, right? Cut some quality meat. They got Wagyu. They got Kobe. You know, they got ribeye, all that shit. But it's really, really, really good. And of course, compared to LA, it is priced very fairly. And you get a lot and it's just good and it's just my go-to when I'm in Carlsbad. Um, There's actually a lot of little decent spots to eat at in Carlsbad, but obviously there's a a lot more options in like La Jolla or downtown San Diego. But I just wanted to shout out the fact that every time I'm in Carlsbad, I go to Tabu Shabu and everything's there. Obviously, Titleist, Callaway, Cobra, fucking even Hanma's out there, right? Um, Of course, Made and Vessel and everything. It's just a great spot. It's my little spot. I get the vibes. Got my nice little meal. Woke up. Monday morning, October 16th. Got to Arrowwood Golf Course around um, 8.40. On the way there, I see this Escalade pull up next to me. And these dudes are honking like, yo, what's good, dog? What's up? What's up? What's going on? Man, we pulling up. When I got there, the vibes were impeccable. It was incredible. It was fucking packed. Everyone's in a good mood. Once again, shout out to Lloyd Kang for bringing the food. Once again, shout out to Bubba's Tacos. Shout out to my business partner, Popeye. Bro, you are a fucking saint, you're an angel. I don't even, I can't even talk about half the shit you've done for me and what's happened in this last 10 days. You are just, I, I, bro, I, I, can't, I don't even can't believe you're fucking human. You aren't even a real friend, you're not even family. You're just like a fucking angel. But this event was so fucking successful. It was the smaller event, meaning it was more chill. You got to remember, I think I had 60 spots for the public for the Washlord Invitational. And by the way, I got some bad news. I'm only going to have 48 spots, maybe less, 44 spots. That means that, no, no, what am I talking about? I got something really ridiculously small for this upcoming WLI, my second annual WLI, which we'll be announcing location soon. And there's only going to be 12 subscribers that are going to get a chance to play. Might be even less. Now I'm going to have to do a fucking a raffle. But sold out track, 144 players. Shout out to Mike, Patrick, um, Duncan, all the guys at Arrowwood Golf Course. The course was fucking pure. Greens were running 11, 10 and a half. Some of the downhill slopes were running fucking 13, 14. Shout out to my teammates, Riley, my cousin Steve, my cousin Pete. It was a fucking amazing day. The weather was perfect. The food was good. I had an open fucking bar. This was not about gift bags or shit like that. We gave away a fucking Ryder Cup edition, tailor-made, Stealth driver for the long drive contest. We gave away a spider tour putter for the closest to the pin contest. Okay? We gave away four gold diamond chains. We gave away trophies. Beautiful trophies, by the way. Okay? The fucking range, the restaurant, everything. I didn't hear one person complain except one. And I'm a little disappointed. And one, there's a controversy because... There are supposed to be, I guess, a longest drive contest for girls and a closest to the pin contest for girls. Only three girls played. and I did not even know that more than one did. and the one that I thought played was Popeye's wife Amy, who basically would have won the women's closest to the pin. but someone was upset. It's fine, it is what it is. 143 great reviews out of 144 ain't bad i can't please everybody but it was an amazing day i cannot wait for fucking april to come for wli 2 we are planning one in korea we are planning one in london and then i want to do something either in the bay or seattle maybe both but i'm talking about for 2024 Oceanside, Arrowwood is happening again in October, 100%. Bay Area is a high possibility. London's a high possibility. And Korea is a high possibility. So there will be at least three WLIs next year for sure. It was fucking amazing again. It was crazy. Now the controversy. Congrats to the four guys that won from San Antonio, Texas. I met them the day before. They were running a practice round. I did some practice myself. Now, let me explain something. I would have loved to win my tournament, and trust me, we tried. Okay, we came in like fourth place, fifth. At one point, we were we were second or third, but again, we didn't cheat. Not saying people do, but people do. That makes sense. <laughs> but I will say this: TaylorMade came in with four absolute sticks when I mean sticks I'm talking about guys who've shot 59 if you have any idea how hard it is shoot a 59 let me tell you it's equivalent to shooting 59 in a basketball game okay I'm talking about on a real be- like a, you know because you could play golf anywhere but it's that difficult The level of scoring is comparable to if you're playing college or pro. Shooting fifty nine points, that's how fucking hard that is to do. All right, people have done it. Just saying, it's not common. They had four amazing guys. They're one of our sponsors. By by the way, shout out to Zen Water, the best fucking bottled water. And this is not an ad. They didn't pay for this. Zen Water and shout out to Recover One Hundred and Eighty, amazing hydration drink. So, anyways. TaylorMade, if you guys remember, now there's 100,000 people listening to the show. To the 150 people that were in front of me when I gave my speech, I had clearly said to everyone, TaylorMade needs to be put a little leash on. They got to play from the tips. That ain't really shit for them. Only problem is, they didn't. Now, they were upset. They had hit me up. They were mad. Said, what the fuck? Thought you were joking or whatever. If we played from the tips, we would have shot even four or five strokes better. But they didn't. These are just rules that were coming up for a better fan experience, for a better experience for all the people that attended. But they were really upset that the two teams that did a chip off because they got deducted three strokes and they got put in second place and they're pissed. Let me tell you something Arrowwood Golf team, Arrowwood, the employees, manager, and the pros from Arrowwood Golf Course played the tournament. They shot a 55. Okay. They went minus 17. So, if anything, they tied to win or won. They didn't say anything about it. Do you want to know why? Because it was unfair and they knew that. Were they as good as those guys? On that course, yeah, probably. On other courses, I don't know. But it's their fucking course. As many times as the TaylorMade guys have played there, this is their course. Especially the pro there. You don't think he fucking knows the course, like with Ron Del Barrio, my coach? Try to play him at fucking at Angeles. It's tough, and he's an old man. It's kind of ridiculous. I'm not saying they're bad guys, they're the greatest fucking guys, but they're really competitive, they're upset. But we had a great day, they had a good time. You know, we all chilled, the vibes were good. Got to drink, eat, chill. And we brought great publicity to the company. But the guys who won, they were fucking ecstatic, they lost their fucking minds. They went crazy. This was the smaller event, this was for the fans. They went on that plane back to Texas glowing. They're going to pass that shit down to their kids probably the chains. The trophies, that shit's something to brag about. They're fucking hyped. That was an amazing fan experience. And I don't mean fans of Ben Ball, I'm just saying fans of the sport of golf. And the ending to go to the chip off in just a random spot where I'm standing right there and homie, Asian dude, whose chip didn't check right his chip shot didn't check now mind you 100 people are gathering around I'm sure he was a little nervous here and there's under pressure that's the whole point do that shit under pressure so again congrats it was a fucking amazing tournament i had one of the best days of my fucking life this year that was a top three day of 2023 easily dust brothers were there everyone had a great time it was fucking amazing i cannot wait to go back Once again, thank you to everyone who came, everyone who supported, and thank you to Arrowwood again, once again. By the way, Michael Block hit me up. He's like, why don't you tell me? His course Roy Chabuco is just literally probably fucking 20 minutes away. And I got some motherfucking heavy hitters coming April. Please believe that. Now, subscribers, my country club is back open. I will host a foursome once a month. I will pick three people. Do not want to have the same people every time. If you can play, you can play. I will take care of the Greens fees. Don't even worry about it. This is a private club, so you can't go out there and act stupid. I only ask this. If you are not at least breaking a hundred, and I'm being serious, it's a tough course. If you cannot break a hundred, I will play with you somewhere else like Shoal Canyon or DeBell or something like that. The country club, it fucks up the pace. I don't want the golf pro to come out there and escort us out. So that's another opportunity. And by the way, one round there is fucking more than. What is it? Yeah. What am I talking about? Am I crazy? It's more than a year. <laughs> way more than a year. Was it $5? Five times 12 is 60. Yeah, yeah. We're talking. Two years subscription price. Who says I don't fucking show love to subscribers? You already know the deal. Wrap up the golf shit. Um, Tom Kim, congratulations, that's my dog. Tom him, back to back winner of the Shriners. But the talk of Shriners was not him. It was Lexi Thompson. And it was the first girl in seventeen years to almost make the cut on the men's tour, and she beat a lot of good dudes. My boy Siwoo Kim lost to her. She did really well. She's a beast. As an argument, can LPG players hang with men? If they let women play from their tees and go against the men, trust me, a lot of men ain't winning. If you're talking about 130, 140 yards in, women are more accurate. Their swings are nicer. Shit's crazy. If you got someone like Justin Thomas to play in an LPGA event and he played from the tips, I guarantee he ain't winning the, the, the tournament. It just not. But um, shout out to my dog Colin Morikawa, Team TaylorMade, we got the same agent. He won the Zozo Championship yesterday in Tokyo, and I'm fucking ecstatic for him. One, he's a sweetheart. Two, he's an amazing fucking person in life. Three. I know how fucking bad he won. It's been 27 months since he's won a tournament. He's won two majors at a young age. He's still super young. He loves Japan. He is Japanese, half Japanese, half half Chinese. But I was there with him last year. I was sad I couldn't go this year. It's a lot of shit I can't do this year. You know, I miss Japan like fucking crazy. I cannot believe it's been a fucking year since I've been to Japan. But life was way different then. Probably one of my best trips to Japan. Playing the Zozo Champ um, course and all that. Shout out to Colin, man. It's fucking amazing. Now, on to some depressing news. Oh, boy. That Dylan Dennis-Logan Paul fight was absolutely the worst fucking fight I have ever seen in my life. It was the worst piece of shit fucking shitty ass fight that I've ever seen Logan Paul sucks Dylan Dennis I gotta admit he went fucking crazy to promote that fight he went through shit he's going through a lawsuit he's gonna lose a shit ton of money in that lawsuit I don't know how the fuck he's gonna avoid that one he went too far Um, but it was funny I ain't gonna lie to you regardless how fucked up it was here and there I could say it's funny was it right? was it wrong? it was wrong still funny and he made a complete jackass of himself out there he got paid a bag I don't think he'll ever get asked again to do any kind of fight like that there won't be a rematch it was fucking pathetic like I said if I also rate it from a 0 to a 10 on how bad it was it was a 17 quadrillion it was fucking the worst thing I've ever seen thank god I watched it on TikTok it was fucking bad okay like it was fucking bad now This uh, Francis Ngannou fucking um, versus uh, Tyson Fury, that shit is going to be fucking good. I could already tell it's going to be fucking good. But goddamn, I just cannot believe how fucking bad that fight was. It was just fucking horrible. Now, on the better news. I just had to talk about that. It was terrible. If you guys had to go through that pain, I had to tell you again. If you didn't watch it, you're smart and your your life is great. Um, my Niners took an L last week. Fucking terrible. It was disgusting. But what made it so much better were the Niners lost. I know Miles, is like, what the fuck? Moody, how do you miss a 43 yard field goal, bro? Come on, dog. Anyways, Seahawks tapped that ass yesterday. Um, hyped about that. The Niners play tonight. Um, I don't know, man. I still think the Niners are fucking probably going to the Super Bowl, so it's just fucking crazy. Um, On the shows, I'm always asking you guys what to watch. I'm asking like, yo, what the fuck? Is there anything to watch? Is there anything to watch? Let me tell you something. Shout out to my boy Dan, aka Superskate, Streetwear, I believe. Let me use his account to watch East New York. Good show. Not great, Good show, very watchable. East New York, it's only streaming on Paramount and some other shit. Shout out, dog, I appreciate it. By the way, I just saw this today. My assistant sent it so late. Jordan Zhu, you know I fuck with you. You won the Shang-Chi Xbox. You're a fucking G. You sent me Starbucks gift cards. You sent me a fucking Paramount thing. I just seen it today. Thank you very much. But East New York is a, a good show. There's been a bunch of random-ass documentaries on Hulu I won't get into because we're already well over an hour. But Bosch Legacy Season 2 just dropped. And it's fucking good. The only thing that pisses me off is instead of giving you the whole fucking season, they only gave us four episodes, and now it's going to be one a week. And I already watched all four fucking episodes in a day and a half. The only reason why I took a day and a half was because I was playing golf and doing all other kinds of shit, okay? So, you know, you already know how much I love Bosch. I've watched every fucking season at least 15 times. And now Bosch Legacy, I probably watched the Bosch Legacy season one probably three or four times. But this shit is good as fuck. Now, Force, I said episode one was good, Episode like two, three, and four, and five are kind of dry. Last week's episode got real as fuck. And I was like, okay. All right, they're getting crazy. Let me tell you something. 50 Cent knows what the fuck he's doing. Because this last episode of Force that just came out on Friday, damn. I'm telling you, 50 Cent knows what the fuck he's doing. I cannot wait for PowerBook fucking Ghost to come out. New season. I cannot wait for Raising Kanan to come out. BMF and S. I I don't, man, shit just wrote me wild. I'm a huge BMF fan. I'm talking about the actual, the real fucking mob, the real gang itself. Lil Mita just, I don't know, man. I know I just signed, but fuck, bro. I mean, trust me, season one was good. Season two was just, but forces, wow, man, and then um, my son, Ryder, is absolutely driving me fucking crazy, take him to go see Five Nights at Freddy's, so I don't know shit about the movie, I don't know shit about the game, I don't know shit about anything, but it's PG-13, and the mom is okay with them going, so I'm taking the kids and their friends to go see Five Nights at Freddy's um, this weekend, and I got the kids, And I got a whole lot going on again. Don't forget, this Wednesday, we got my Lakers hat dropping on the network app, 3 p.m. Pacific time. Do not miss out. It's going to sell out, okay? Thursday, we have subscriber-only, Instagram subscriber-only garage sale. It is going to be fucking nuts, all right? And don't forget, fan questions are due by Friday evening bbdtc213 at gmail.com guys my head is spinning it has been a rough week i'm looking forward to a decent week this week i'm just man i always bounce back but when you have so much shit going on there's always so much you can do there really is only so much you can do It is so fucking hard to deal with what I've been dealing with and still make like just time to do anything other than cry. It has been, I'm telling you, a fucking year. And I pray for everybody who else is having a tough year. I've been stolen from, I've been lied to, whatever. Yeah, it's normal shit not at the magnitude that I've gone through. Okay? So I wish everyone a amazing week. Make it a great day. There's nothing else you could do. It's Monday, but I'm excited. I don't give a fuck. Some of you guys listen to this on a Tuesday. Yo, go get it. You know what I'm saying? Put in that work. Be better. Be better today than you were yesterday. Be better this week than you were last week this is not your practice life no mulligans in real life all right all right y'all you hear that lakey music you already know what time it is man i love y'all see you guys next monday don't forget fan questions plus i think jimmy boy's fat ass is coming on he's supposed to be on this week all right y'all peace